Hello, and welcome back to Black Lives Texas. I'm Tracy Lowe. And I'm Ricardo Lowe. Tracy and I are back behind the mic to give y'all a few episodes that provide an inside look at the staff and work of the Institute for Urban Policy Research and Analysis at UT Austin. While we're working on our next series, we wanted to talk to some of the IUPRA staff about what they do as members of the team and to get some insight into why they're committed to their work. They'll also discuss some of the larger work of the Institute and their thoughts on what they hope the future holds for IUPRA. On today's episode, we're sitting down with the Assistant Director of Policy Research, Annika Olson. Annika was actually one of the originators of the idea for IUPRA to have a podcast, so we are extra excited to talk to her about her work and what she hopes the Institute looks like in the future. So is this what you guys have to do every single time? This is how it goes? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. This is so cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. See, now we got to start it off the right way. So we have the great Annika Olsen, whose whole entire idea for this podcast came from her. I remember when we came in, uh, me and Annika got hired at the same time when we came into IUPRA. And within the first month, she mentioned um, the idea of creating a podcast so that we can communicate through a different medium. So it doesn't always have to be through policy briefs or research articles that we have some type of voice and that we're also giving voices to those in the community who want to speak. So I'll let her talk a little bit more about that. But I just want to make sure we put it in perspective because she said that she's <laughs> proud of us for doing this. But it's all because of what came through her idea. I appreciate that. No, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, this is respect on it. Thank you. Put some no, respect I on her name. Thank you guys. No, this is kind of my brainchild, and it's cool to see it come to fruition. I'm so glad you guys are a part of it and are the voice of it. Um, yeah, so like Ricky said, yeah, when we came in um, originally, we had a few different outlets, right? We were reaching out to people on Facebook and Twitter and kind of through these different outlets, but podcasting is super big. And, you know, why, why not get into that space? Why not get into that world and reach a broader audience? Um, people could listen on their way to work or hear little snippets of what we're doing. So it took a long time to get it up and running. Um, there's a lot more kind of behind the scenes work, but it has been great. It really has. So thank you guys so much. Yeah, but it's, it's cool to see it finally happening like a full year later. Uh, see, that's, yeah. see, Ricky, that's just why I have you start things out. I knew you'd find oh, a heartfelt story to make folks cry. <laughs> right? Uh, as strong. usual. So, yeah. So, we're glad to have you here on Couch Conversations with us, Annika. And I want to say this is Annika. Annika is the Assistant Director of Policy Research at IUPRA. Um, and, again, we're glad to have you here today. So, me and Ricky have had a chance to do this and interview each other. So, we kind of know how this goes. So, we'll start you off easy um, and just ask you to tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, uh, and just some of that information. And then we'll just keep going from there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, like Ricky, I'm kind of from all over. Um, I was born in New York. We moved to Virginia. But I spent most of my life in California and Massachusetts. Um, my undergrad was at UMass, and my graduate work was at Georgetown, and I was really in um, the foster care space for many years. Um, but after grad school, I moved to Austin, which was amazing, learned about IUPRA and all of the wonderful work being done there through kind of a mutual network, mutual professor, 
and really, really wanted to get involved. So that's, that's how I landed here. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad it's been really fun. So can you talk to us a little bit about, um, your academic credentials or whatnot? Because I think it's amazing. You, you have a dual master's, um, and that really allows you to put so much in perspective for what we do at IUPRA. So can you talk about your, your academic credentials and how you got into pursuing those degrees? For sure. I think I've always been really interest, interested in kind of interdisciplinary, right, the, the crossover between different disciplines. And after undergrad, I studied psychology, had a minor in economics, and I really wanted to look at graduate programs that allowed me to do more than one thing, right? A lot of times we get very narrowly focused, right? In a master's degree or MBA, it's solely focused on one thing, but I wanted to make sure it combined a lot of different things. So I was interested, I knew I was interested in psychology and public policy, and Georgetown was one of the very few programs that allowed me to do both, which I thought was an amazing overlap. Having that psychology background, figuring out how people think, how humans behave, and how that impacts policy and vice versa. How does policy impact a human life, right? That's a huge, huge overlap that I think a lot of times in the literature and in kind of in government and daily life is missing. So uh, that's what really drew me to the program. Um, in DC to be able to study both. And I think it's been really beneficial. It's allowed me to bring in kind of different aspects, um, research wise, community wise. So yeah, some of it, I mean, it's not, it's not common that, that dual degree is not common. So I had to kind of dig for it, but I'm glad it's out there. And I hope that, um, that kind of takes on, you know, a bigger presence in the academic space. Yeah. So that tells us a little bit about your background and your passion for this work. So can you talk to us about your role at IUPRA? Um, Uh Because it's a pretty significant role and some of the things that you do at the Institute that make it so this great as it is today uh, and some of the things that you're spearheading. Yeah, for sure. So I'm the Assistant Director of Policy Research, which basically means I focus on the policy side of things, policy briefs, reports, um, which I work closely with you two on, of course. And I'm a liaison to the Texas Legislative Black Caucus, which has been a really great experience, understanding what their agenda is, what issues they're focusing on, and helping that shape what IUPRA does, and making sure, you know, at the forefront, we're working on things that will be in legislative session, issues that will be, you know, coming up in legislative session. So I'm on the policy side of things, have done a lot of great work with Ricky on school closures and things related to education with Tracy Yu on housing, um, deed restrictions. So we've done a lot on health, digital divide. So yeah, it's been, it's kind of been a whirlwind year. You know, I'm thinking, what do we spearhead? Like we've just done so much over the course of a year, um, which has been really amazing. But the things that stick out to me, I guess, are the school closures conversations, um, charter schools for sure, deed restrictions, digital divide, and affordable housing. And kind of that, how they're all connected, really and truly. Yeah, so that brings me to another thought. I know you do a lot of community work also that kind of revolves around that topic. Mm. So can you talk about that, not only in your present, but in also in your past as well, and how that really connects to the work you do and how that kind of brought you to this field? Yeah, yeah. So I've always, always loved to volunteer. I did AmeriCorps in Austin about three years ago now. I worked at a school in the East Side, um, a Title I school, and it was hugely eye-opening and amazing to work with these students and families. 
And so I've been volunteering my whole life, but that, you know, continued to kind of bring me into this community-based work. Um, I also volunteered with IACT. I uh, mentored a refugee family who I still stay in touch with. And now, now that I'm at IUPRA, we're very outward facing. So we've been to foundation communities. We've been to a lot of different um, nonprofit organizations and been able to hear from the community, right? And maybe what research we should look at. But currently, I volunteer at Austin Voices um, for education and youth. I help out at their food pantry. Um, I'm a mentor at communities and schools. I'm a student at Blackshear Elementary. And I'm actually just signed up to do Drive a Senior because um, I figure COVID, right? Everyone, more people need help, so why not? Um, but yeah, so kind of all that volunteer work, all that community-based work really brought me to this. Um, Ayupra's mission, of course, is to help the community, help the black community, right? And shine a light on the disparities and on the issues um, that are happening now, right? At the forefront. So yeah, that community-based work has always been a passion and really kind of drew me, drew me to Ayupra. So um, one question we've been asking everybody is we, we want to see... What 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 is the vision that you have for Ayupra? What do you think, mm. you know, in the future? What would you like to see Ayupra become? Yeah, I I'd like to see Ayupra gain even kind of more notoriety, right, and have a larger reach. So whether it's through our podcast, through our social media, through our op eds, continue to kind of reach as many people as possible, both the community and um, in the legislature, right, in government, in local government and state government, because we're a statewide um, organization. So I think expanding our reach for sure. And I'd really like to see Ayupra kind of do that interdisciplinary work and working with different institutes across campus, right? Whether it's Latino Studies, um, DDCE we've done a lot with, LBJ School, that sort of thing. So I think expanding our reach and definitely um, collaborating with other folks on campus. I know we're starting up with the Hogg Foundation, um, but I'd like to see kind of that grow. And of course, our interns um, growing that program, I think, has been great. We have eight right now, and I'd love to see that um, continue to flourish for real. Yeah. Well, Annika, who is the brainchild for the podcast, thank you for joining us. If there's anything else you want to let us know or tell us or shout out, feel free to do so right now. Well, I thought you might. I thought you guys were actually going to ask my favorite music. Maybe not, but I think I'll go ahead. I can start a whole it's playlist. Oldies, it's anything old. We can start a whole playlist. Yeah, anything old. Um, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Motown is probably what I listen to the most by far. Sam Cooke, The Platters, Temptations, all that. So Ooh. just in case you need like a little tidbit, okay. fun fact. That's. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's fun. <laughs> also, I want to highlight that Annika is an amazing baker. Uh, I don't know if you've been baking any goods lately or if you're starting a business soon, but if you could just let us know maybe what your favorite recipe is, that'd be cool too. Ooh, and you know yes. where to find her email address. I'm not saying email it, but she's she's pretty great. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Please, I, I pass off most of what I baked to my parents. And at one point they were like, you can't, like, we can't eat all of this. You already give us two cakes and two batches of cookies in this pie. Like, they're freezing everything. So, yes, I'm an avid baker. I do absolutely love it. Um, yeah. So if you need and recipes, also, let me know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and also, Annika is, um, is an amazing public scholar. So um, hopefully this oh, yeah. gets wide-reaching enough for people to, 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 to know. But uh, Annika was on CNN earlier this year talking about COVID-19 and, um, you know, the impact that it has on, you know, 
some of us young people who go out to <laughs> who don't really believe too much that it's going to be, you know, a problem. You know, at least that's what it was back then. But she was on uh, CNN and she spoke about that. She also has a lot of op eds that she's published through some major uh, networks out there. And so um, she's a great public scholar in every sense of the word. Um, a lot of us are trying to encourage her to get her doctoral degree. <laughs> But she mm-hmm. she's really um, a really great fit for Ayupra and what we do um, because like everything that she does, you know, she has a lot of great ideas that she spearheads. Um, this is just a great team to work with. So I think everybody yeah. should know that. Well, I appreciate that. I'm following in your footsteps, Ricky and Tracy. Both of you have published <laughs> so many op-eds and have already been on the radio many times and on podcasts. And I've been asked to speak. Ricky's been quoted in the paper many times. So I'm following in your footsteps. But I, I really I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. I'm just saying y'all inspire me. One day I'll get to that level. <laughs> One day. But again. You're there. Uh, thank you for You're joining. So there. Yeah. We have fun on the podcast. We clown. So, you know, don't pay us any attention. Uh, but I do want to say thank you. Glad to have you. You have um, a super light in the office. High energy. So you all, this is Annika Olsen. Thank you guys so much. This was awesome. Thank you again to everyone at IUPRA who has helped us with this podcast project and for all the work they do at the Institute. So if you are enjoying the podcast, please share with your friend. Word of mouth is still the number one way people will find out about new podcasts. You can also reach out to us at Podcast at gmail.com or engage with IUPRA on social media. Links are all provided in the show notes. Until next time. Hasta la próxima semana. Bye-bye.